My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. I am finally back, and it feels great to be recording again. So I am just going to jump right in with a question. Have you ever thought about why we celebrate holidays? Like birthdays, anniversaries? I know I've thought about it, especially when it seems to get super crazy busy. I wonder what the point is. Like when there's a million birthday parties in a month or when Thanksgiving rolls into Christmas, rolls into New Year's, why do we celebrate all of these holidays? Why do we have these birthday and anniversary traditions? What is the point of all of that? So I've been pondering this question and I've come to the conclusion that it's really so that we, with our forgetful mortal minds, can remember things. We all have those dates that are just ingrained on our brains. And we celebrate things together or we remember things together. We celebrate Christmas to remember the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. We celebrate Thanksgiving to remember all we have to be thankful for. We celebrate birthdays to remember when we started this journey on earth and how far we've come. So remembering is important to our happiness. And it's also important to our righteousness. The Jaredites have a 2,000 year history in the Book of Mormon, that Moroni abridges into less than 15 chapters because he uses a couple chapters to teach about faith and other things like that. So that's a pretty brief overview of the lives of a ton. I mean, millions of people. But there's a pattern in all that history. That's the cool thing about looking at a lot of history really fast. You see patterns. So the Jaredites' first king is named Orihah, and he's the son of Jared. And Moroni says that Orihah reigns in righteousness because he remembers what the Lord did for them, and he taught his people those things. So Orihah has Kib, and he rules, and then Kib has Shul, and Shul, as king, sees all sorts of wickedness as his brothers and his nephews rebel against him and take half the kingdom away and fight for power. But eventually, one of his great nephews gives the kingdom back to him. But by then, the people are wicked. So prophets come, and Shul passes laws to protect the prophets, and pretty soon the people are righteous again. All because, Moroni says, Shul remembered the great things that the Lord had done for his fathers in bringing them across the great deep into the promised land. The record continues from there to talk about the ups and downs and the righteousness of the people over the next generations. Not too long after Shul, the Jaredites got so wicked and fought so much that only 30 people are left along with a small group that the Lord had led away from the war under King Omer. From there, Omer's son, Emer, builds up a righteous kingdom, which they keep for a few generations. And they're so blessed. They spread everywhere. They're rich in precious metals, fine silks, all of that stuff. But eventually, the people become wicked again. And they are killing the prophets that have come to warn them. Sons are killing fathers in order to steal the kingdom. There are secret combinations, and the Lord sends a famine. But that doesn't quite bring them to repentance. So he also sends poisonous serpents that chase them out of the land. A whole bunch of people die, and eventually they start to call upon God to save them, and they repent. 
At this point in their history, another king named Shez comes to power to build up this broken people. And it says he did remember the destruction of his fathers, and he did build up a righteous kingdom. For he remembered what the Lord had done in bringing Jared and his brother across the deep, and he did walk in the ways of the Lord. After this point, the Jaredites fall into wickedness, and then they come out of it again, and they remain super righteous for the span of three or four kings, and then they begin a downward slide that they never recover from, and eventually they're all killed except for the last king, Coriantumr. With the details that are provided in the record, there are six times over the Jaredites' 2,000-year history that a king brings the people up out of wickedness into righteousness, where they are blessed for a time. And I find it telling that of those six times, Moroni, in abridging the record, mentions three times something about them remembering what the Lord had done for their fathers or for them. I really think that remembering our history and reading the history of our fathers or listening to it, however it might be recorded, can do that same thing for us. I have experiences in my own life that I've leaned heavily on when it gets hard to live by my testimony. I've also leaned on the testimonies and experiences and examples of my ancestors. Now, not all of these experiences are happy and carefree and fun. Actually, I think that the ones that matter most are usually the hardest ones. But isn't that what these Jaredite kings are remembering? I'm guessing that the journey across the ocean to the promised land was not easy. It took almost a year, closed up inside a barge with two stones for light, sharing space with all the animals and the people that are along. There's a hole in the top and the bottom so you don't suffocate. And you're probably hearing crazy winds and storms outside of the barge to get it moving towards the promised land. They weren't in control of their ships. There was no rudder. What did they eat? Could they even cook anything? And where did they go to the bathroom? Talk about a stressful time of life. And I think our life feels like that too sometimes. That we're trapped by sin or circumstances. We can't see the sun. And we're just hoping, or maybe we're just clinging to a shred of hope, that the Lord knows what he's doing and that we won't suffocate. But... What did the Lord do for the Jaredites that was worth remembering? He got them to the promised land. It all worked out. They had to hold on for a while and not give up hope, but it worked. And the memory of that experience and those blessings carried the first few generations and multiple generations after that into righteousness and through hard things. So... Are holidays and anniversaries and birthdays the only times that we can remember things? Are Christmas and Easter the only times we should focus on Christ? No. They can definitely help. But I suspect that the more often we remember what great things the Lord has done for us and for our fathers, the better we will be for it. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.